On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, yeah, but what if we said zero hour like 9.45? This week on the Story Song Podcast. Welcome back to the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. Every episode we walk you through a story song, and this week we uh, we have another special request. You betcha. From our good friend Emily Prokop, who does the Story Behind podcast, which is awesome. And it's so, a great show. If you great. haven't heard it, listen to it. Right now, pause this, go uh, go subscribe to it. Uh, it it's awesome. We'll give, her, we'll give you all our contact info at the end. But uh, Emily is... Uh, has been a huge supporter yep. of the show. She's awesome. She's been very encouraging. Sometimes I feel like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm like, I, we can't stop doing it now. We disappoint Emily. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, so, uh, this so one's keeps for us Emily. Going. Yeah. In, in our darker moments. It keeps <laughs> it's us going. true. So thank you, Emily. So uh, she recorded a little something and uh, here it is. Hey, Story Song Podcast. This is Emily Prokop from The Story Behind, and I have been listening to you guys since your first iteration, and I am so happy you brought it back. So I was extremely happy when I got an email from Rachel asking if I had any requests, and I do, believe me. So when you were first recording, you did two episodes that were my absolute favorite, and I think they were back-to-back, or they could have been together. I'm not sure. But you did Space Oddity by David Bowie and Major Tom by Peter Schilling. If you guys ever wanted to bring those back for the SSP classic episodes, I highly recommend it because I loved those. But I would love for you now to get back into space and do Rocket Man by Elton John. At first, I didn't think that this was a story song, but then I was reading the lyrics and realized, oh my gosh, how have they not done this song yet? So there is my request. And thanks for everything you do and for coming back to podcasting. Bye, guys. All right. So that was Emily. Uh, she requested Rocket Man by yes. Elton John. A very good choice. And one of those songs that you would think we have already done. Yeah, she makes a good point. Why Why have we not done this song? <laughs> well, I mean, it was the same thing with, you know, Folsom Prison Blues. Right. Where yeah. I felt the same way. I was like, how have we not done this? But, you know, here's the thing, guys. There's a lot of story songs. A lot. Okay. We're going to get to all of them, right? So We're, we're trying uh, to keep up. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just saying, I mean, that's a good thing. Yeah. yeah, there's there's yeah. so many. Every time you turn around, you're like, oh right, also that one. So we also, you know, because like we're deep into it, you know, so we're pulling out like weird '60s tragedy songs, and we're like, right. we're not seeing the forest for the trees. You know what I mean? Like, we're, <laughs> yeah, we're obsessing yeah. about these weird, these weird songs, and it's like, oh, of course, let's. Uh, yeah, we let's need do you like guys. A... You need we need you guys to remind us of these <laughs> right. huge ones that we are missing. Hey, dum dums, <laughs> look over here. <laughs> We're uh, we're not uh, seeing the Rocket Man for the Tell Laura I Loved Her or something. Sure. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> However that analogy works. Right. Uh it didn't. I'll tell you that much. Okay. <laughs> so uh okay, so Rocket Man. So what's the story? Well, it's pretty simple. Uh there's a Rocket Man. <laughs> it's presumably in the future because uh this is his job. Uh you know, he treats it like a kind of a work a day. He goes off 
uh, into outer space. It's kind of a tough job. He says, you know, the folks back home, they don't really know the real me uh, as I'm out here flying uh, through space. And he says, you know, I don't really care that much about being a rocket man. Uh, it's just my job. I fly to Mars. Whatever. It's not a big deal. <laughs> and then he says it's going to be a long, long time before he comes back down. Um, yeah. We'll discuss it. I think, besides the literal meaning, I think there there may be some metaphorical meaning. Yeah. I'm excited to hear about this because I bet I agree, but also I can't in my head have it right. I don't have it right now in my head. Well, I think, you know, in, in sort of a broad sense, you right, know what right. I mean? But um, kind of like how every science fiction story is a reflection back on the the time and place in which it is told. I was listening to the song before we started, like I usually do, and I asked Alexa to play Rocket Man, and the way mm-hmm. she said it is awesome. She just goes, playing Rocket Man, I think it's going to be a long, <laughs> long time. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Alexa, you really put your own spin on this song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's nothing to do with anything about this song, except I think it's delightful. She was, she was just sort of like, isn't it weird how I'm an insane science fiction object, and yet you don't think about me at all, and like yeah. how weird it is that I'm that like... You essentially live in Star Trek, right. and yet you're just like, eh, whatever. I asked Alexa a question. She didn't know it. She sucks. <laughs> she didn't turn my lights off for me by me asking right. her. <laughs> right. That happens to me at least once a week. Alexa, turn off the lamp. Do I have to touch a light switch by myself? <laughs> like it's what, the tw- early 21st century? What is this, three years ago when I didn't have a robot assistant <laughs> exactly. living with me who to, to do my every whim? And Alexa says, I'm sort of like Rocket Man. And then she plays a song. It's like, Alexa, are you crying? Yeah. <laughs> I would if I had a soul. She packed my bags last night, pre-flight. Zero out, 9 a.m. And I'm gonna be high as a kite by then. Okay, so Rocket Man. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. So right here at the top, it says, She packed my bags last night, pre-flight. Zero hour, 9 a.m. And I'm gonna be high as a kite by then. Oh, yeah. So I got a couple of things. First of mm-hmm. all, you know, you're flying to Mars. You definitely want to pack like the night before, right? You don't want to like, you don't yeah. want to plan this out. You want to be just, like, you throw some stuff in a bag. Yeah. I mean, whatever. I mean, you can, you know, you can probably buy stuff at Mars, right? You don't have to. <laughs> it's fine. I don't, I don't have fine. to like think about this too hard. Yeah. Right. You, I'm sure they have a, they get, I mean, I know it's Mars, but they have a Target. Yeah. It's right? a, Everyone's, Target's everywhere. You don't even need a suitcase. You just need one of those Trader Joe's reusable bags. Just <laughs> right, throw everything in there. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing, right? Those people, when they get on the airplane, there's nothing better. The people who just right. have like random garbage bags full of clothes. Right. <laughs> yeah. Get, thanks. Yeah. Awesome. I, I, Doing good. I mean, I would say this. Maybe pack your own bag. I know your wife loves uh, you, and she's, yeah. but she's packing your bags? I've never had someone pack a bag for me. That's weird. Yeah. Because- they don't know what you need. Right. You know what I mean? Like, only you know, like, oh, no, like, this is the good underwear. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> there's, there's like, your weird little quirks of what you need. I wouldn't have someone pack a bag for me. That would be so weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, your household staff, right? They raised you from a baby, so they know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it would be actually worse if 
like this is sort of haphazard like night before like oh i gotta go to mars like let's just get some stuff it would be kind of worse if he overpacked right like that yeah. rocket ship yeah. is is small like, how many bathing suits do you need right i wonder if his like command is just saying guy you're going to space we have everything already planned out for you this you don't have to <laughs> you don't, again like, you do this every time you show up to nasa time. with a suitcase full of stuff you're not bringing this <laughs> no. it's, it, everything <laughs> is government funded you don't need this stuff and also stop bringing exercise clothes you're not gonna work out on <laughs> mars i know it. you think you're going to i know you think you're gonna <laughs> go for a jog every morning you're not yeah. it's not Guess gonna what? happen you can't <laughs> exactly you're gonna fly away you can and you won't also enough with the trail mix i, yeah. I eat before <laughs> you get here it's just gonna go flying everywhere it's gonna be a mess it's gonna ruin the equipment you might not get back and stop asking about the in-flight movie just yeah. look out the window you're in outer space They're crying out loud. okay jesus why do you need a white noise machine you're going to be in the <laughs> void of space no one can hear you uh, scream which means there's no traffic you don't have to drown out yeah. anything how many books do you think you're gonna read <laughs> on this trip You're flying the spaceship. Also, you know what? You're an astronaut. We pay you enough to get yourself a Kindle. Right. Yeah. right. You don't have to bring like 50 paperbacks. And come on. We've all been through this phase. You're not going to read James Joyce. Okay. No. It's not no. going to happen. No. It's not, you're going to read two pages and you're going to give up. So why do you bring this big heavy book? You're, you're, gonna read, you're definitely not going to read. You're going to read two pages. You're going to put it down. You're going to pick up an Us Weekly. Everybody knows it. Just live with it. Get yourself a Grisham at the airport. <laughs> and by oh, airport, man. I mean NASA control, which is where we are. <laughs> and by the way, yes, we do have a Grisham section. Right. <laughs> of course, everybody has a Grisham section. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, for it. crying out you loud. It. You got it. We're not monsters. The Diet Coke's going to cost you $3, but. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing they ask you at the airport is, did someone else pack your bag? Right. right? That's, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a right. big thing. <laughs> so right. you should pack your own bag is, is what, what we're trying to say. Anyway that's, anyway, that's the first line <laughs> of this song. So buckle up, everybody. Uh, zero hour, 9 a.m., man. I hate an early flight, Ugh. but, you know, sometimes you just got to do it. Because, I mean, flying international, you're supposed to be there two hours before. So I would say if you're flying to Mars, it's probably like four hours, yeah. I would guess. <laughs> yeah. So you're getting there at 5 a.m., yeah. man. I think it's like four that days. stinks. Yeah, <laughs> and you're going to get the weird Uber if you call that early. Right, right. Yeah, he thinks he can do just one more. It was a good job that this time um, he, they, he decided to, I feel like he's a little bit more prepared that he packed his bags pre-flight this time. <laughs> That's true. Because yeah. there, there must have been like three or four of those where he's like, he just took off and he's like, did I forget something? Yeah. Oh, everything. I forgot right, everything. Right. Yeah. Or he showed up and was like, yeah, I figured I'd pack my bag after the flight. And they're like, I don't know how to tell you this, <laughs> but no, that's not going to work. I don't know what you oh, were you thinking. I mean, you definitely, can. It's def yeah. I mean, you can. It's not going to help any. That's definitely got to be pre-flight. So, in fact, I don't even know why you specify that you packed a pre-flight. Of course you packed a pre-flight. How <laughs> when else were you going to pack it? In the middle of the flight? After the flight? <laughs> Otherwise, you're just a guy who gets home from vacation and puts all his stuff in a suitcase. I gotta be honest with you, Jerry, I gotta be honest with you. You're just somebody who doesn't have a dresser. Jerry, you're a good astronaut, but you're driving me crazy, okay? <laughs> I've had it up to here with your hand This guy. Like, did you even go to training? <laughs> I feel like you didn't go to training. These are basics. Ah, simple stuff, Jerry. It's simple. You're just not listening. But, ah, but man, you fill out a spacesuit, and there's no, I'm not gonna argue about that. Yeah. I tell you uh, what, nobody can drive a space well, vehicle like you, buddy. 
He's the Johnny Bravo of astronauts. Yeah. He's the Johnny yeah. Bravo of astronauts. He fit the yep. suit. Here's the thing. Yep. If you're flying in a rocket ship, mm-hmm. it should go higher than a kite. I know kites go high, but if you're going to be as high as a kite, I, f- I feel like you're going to be like kind of burning up the houses down below. Like I think you should right. definitely be higher, higher than a kite. At least shoot for higher but than a here's, kite. But here's right? the thing. <laughs> I never understood this line because zero hour 9 a.m. means that's liftoff, right? Yeah. Liftoff is 9 a.m. And I'm going to be high as a kite by then. So, right. no, you're not. So, no, he is right after he lifts off. Well, he's at about kite height. Right. But by 9 by a.m., he'll be high as a so kite. I, always, I mean, but I always read that on. as that he has to like get himself through somehow. Not that NASA is going to let you just like, you know, <laughs> snort cocaine and then get on a rocket ship. <laughs> but. Well, that's 1972. <laughs> they probably so. did. They probably like, they're probably like, okay, get in your space shoot, get in your space yeah. suit. And then this yeah. one's for oxygen and this one's for cocaine because it's 1972. <laughs> <laughs> you have two I mean, tubes, one for oxygen, one for cocaine. But I never <laughs> understood that. I, I, I did always think that it was, uh, it, it, it wasn't about the actual rocket ship going up. It was about him. It was he, is he elated to be there? Is he actually self-medicating because he can't take it anymore? You know what I mean? Right, because also keep in mind, I mean, we're joking about it, obviously, but I, I think the point is that, like, this is more like being an airline pilot or something, right? Or, you know, like, like in the future, this is just his job five days a week. Like, right. he's just flying off to Mars. So, like, maybe he is, like, a functional drug addict or an alcoholic or something, you know, maybe because right. he's just so, he's so bored, you guys. He's got to fly to Mars all the time. Yeah. It's like, Jeez. whatever, you know? Uh, we can talk about it now. So I'm of the opinion, like, so obviously there's the literal reading of this story. Which we have good fun with. <laughs> we have, we're having a great time, guys. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. You know, guys, we had a lot of fun. We've had a lot of fun here tonight. But, but now let's get serious. Uh, hold on, I'm going to turn my chair around. Yeah, um, his, Dan just put his foot up on, uh, Dan just put his leg up on the uh, chair so you know it's serious. Single spotlight on me, thank you. <laughs> Hi, I'm Brendan Tartikoff. Don't you drugs. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I've always felt that the the metaphor, uh, the metaphorical reading mm-hmm. of the story uh, was was at least fairly clear in that, I, you know, this is my opinion. We can discuss it in a moment. But my opinion is it's about a rock star. Okay. Right? So because a rock star, someone who's like that rich and famous, right, they don't live on Earth, right? Like they're walking around uh. and everyone they see around them is is almost like an alien, right? They, they live see. such a completely different lifestyle, right? That they're like not connected to the people who are around them anymore, hmm. like or or like almost like they are the alien, like they. And then when they go off on tour, you know, you're you're flat, you're like going from like place to place, and you're in Japan, and you're in like Brazil, and you're just like it's you know Mars. Yeah, I mean it's and totally all, yeah. disorienting, and it's almost like all you want is to be home. Yeah, and half the time you're in the air, right? Right. right. So it's almost like you know, you, like I said, like you're. It's almost like you're not a part of the Earth anymore once you sort of reach that level. So. You know, he's flying off. He's going to be high as a kite. However, he's medicating mm-hmm. himself as a rock star. He says Mars ain't the kind of place to raise your kids, right? Which is like kind of a weird line in the literal version. But I think he's being like, this kind of lifestyle is not great for a family. Right, right. Right? Like most most stars' kids end up screwed up because of the fact that their father's never there. Or when they are out with their father, he's getting mobbed by people. Right. Or, you know, or whatever. Uh, there was another line. I'm a rock star. <laughs> yeah, where he's, 
Yeah, the line where he's like, this is a story about a rock star. It's all a metaphor. Uh, which is, oh, I always thought that was a weird line uh, in the song. No, but I mean, I just think that that that, that was, oh, I know what else. That's what he says. This is just my job five days a week. Right, right. Right? Because actually, beyond that fact, like, Elton John and I guess Bernie Taupin, we'll talk about that in the in the uh, story around the story. They actually, there's a number of references in Elton John songs about him, like, not really caring about being a rock star. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it actually comes up uh, fairly, not fairly often, but it comes up every once in a while in his songs. Yeah. Where he's like, yeah, whatever, I'm a rock Goodbye, star. Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there, he actually has, he, he has a whole song, there's a song, um, This Train Don't Stop, where he's just, oh, he yeah. has a line where he's- Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he has a line where he's like, you know, this stuff never meant that much to me. Like, it's, right. this is just my job. Like, I write songs, I perform them. Like, I not, you know, and and <laughs> I wear I da- like that. I wear Donald Duck outfits. <laughs> yeah, it's whatever. Just what I do. <laughs> I I dress up in in rhinestone baseball outfits. I mean, that's you know, I'm a working day guy. That's what I do. <laughs> uh, but like what you wear to work. Yeah, you know what? You know, I wear to work. Exactly. It's like the same thing. But yeah, so I I think that's part of it too. Yeah. Where he's like, you know. Look, this is like it's super weird to be in this like weird rock star world, but also at the same time, like I'm just a musician. I'm not like, oh my god, you know, I'm such a genius. Like everyone think how great I am. Like I just write songs. Right, That's what I do, right. and I'm glad people like them. But whatever. All right, but <laughs> but he is a genius. Oh no no no! I'm I'm saying from his point of view. He doesn't. I, I mean, yeah, I, I know, but but someone someone needs to let him know that he's a genius. <laughs> Hey, buddy, you're like, Elton John. Like, I get it. This is just your job. You're a genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, again, that was always my interpretation mm-hmm. of it. I think in a- It's a great interpretation. Well, I think, because I think there can also be a sort of more general interpretation of just like everybody is like, everybody feels weird. Everyone feels like, oh, I'm the one weirdo. And they can feel like detached from people, right? They can feel like everyone, everyone else has got to figure it out. I'm the I'm the one weirdo who's like over here, and of course everyone yeah. feels that way uh, for the most part. So yeah, so I mean I think that's the other thing too, where it's like you know this is just my job. Like I go to my job every day. I pretend to be someone else at my job, right, right. Uh, than than I do at home with my friends and my family. So I think you know I've always that's always kind of how I I felt yeah. about it. I mean for me, I think that's valid. I mean there is a, a sense of it as everybody has to go through this loneliness. I was going to say at work, but I, yeah, I'm going to say at work. You know, you, you go through, you have these two different people who you are at work and who you are mm-hmm. at home because yeah. there's a large portion of time that we spend with people we work with that our family may not even know. Yeah. And so it is like being two different people. I also think this is a song about someone who wants to step into Christmas. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but all his songs are. I miss the earth so much I miss my wife It's lonely out in space On such a timeless flight He might miss the earth and his wife or he might be married to the earth I think that's Aww. also a good possibility. <laughs> that's beautiful. He's like, I miss the earth. I miss my wife. It's like people who fall in love with like roller coasters and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, <laughs> I married Earth. I saw her from space. We locked eyes. <laughs> and now we're married. I just never. Yeah. 
I just when I first saw her from space, I just knew she was the one. Yeah, she was the she was the planetary body for me. Yeah, he sees somebody um, he sees somebody like like digging in their garden. He goes, "Hey, hands off my wife!" I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> you just can't kidding. help yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, stop. Come on, that, that's um, inappropriate. Or he just right before he leaves, he says to his wife, "Like, look, while I'm gone, I'm only thinking about two things: you, and literally everything else in the world." <laughs> And he's like, you know, when I'm with her, I just feel alive uh, because any other planet I would suffocate to mm-hmm. death. So it's really, it's really great. Because she literally uh, Trust me, I tried. <laughs> Mars can't raise the kids yeah. there. Yeah, no, I tried. Yeah. You know, I, I've had a lot of bad relationships in my past. Jupiter did not work out. <laughs> Pluto was there one day, gone the next. Right. Like Exactly. So, di- mm-hmm. so cold and distant. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on, that was a good space joke. That's a good one. <laughs> oh my god! Don't, don't give me that. We don't laugh at astronomy <laughs> jokes. That was that was that would that would be a mic drop if there was any gravity whatsoever. <laughs> what if Neil deGrasse Tyson did stand up? I think it would go a little something like this. Okay. Oh man! So it's only on space on such a timeless flight. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, again. You know, there's no time and space mm-hmm. uh, because time is relative. So also, why is he alone? Why is he the only person on this rocket ship? I don't know. He well, he's got an Alexa. But shouldn't he have a whole crew? At least two or three other people. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe in the future they just have the one, the one guy. He's got carpool I mean, for crying out loud. Yeah, it would make <laughs> sense. It does seem very wasteful to only send one guy, right? But. But maybe he's like a maybe he's may, maybe he's more like a trucker, mm. right? Like they have a colony on Mars, got it. And he's like he's like a long distance trucker, like he's he's bringing the supplies. Mm-hmm. So you know, yeah. And it might not be wasteful, like in terms of fuel, or, like if it's the future, right. like it, probably the rocket ship runs on like banana peels or something. Uh, if, yeah. <laughs> yep. If movies have told us anything, it runs on yeah, banana yeah. peels and coffee grounds. Right, right, yeah, yeah. You know, it's weird. Uh, Even in the future, they still use CB radios, truckers. Oh yeah, I was no gonna say, what. yeah, he's definitely like, <laughs> yeah, he's like breaker, fax breaker, machines. breaker, breaker, one nine, come back, and it's just like, oh, the endless void of space. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> nothing out here. Oh god, it's gonna take like one point seven light years for anybody to hear that. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, this is a this is a rocket jockey. Anyone out there? Come on back. <laughs> we got a convoy going. Oh, we don't. No, that's just asteroids. <laughs> Never mind. No. Nope. Never mind. No, it's just just me. Just uh, just me slowly losing my mind in the endless <laughs> void of space. Who am Frank. I talking to? Oh, myself? Oh, God. <laughs> Wait a minute. This is not a CB radio. This is a can of corn. What am I what am I doing? <laughs> it's all I packed. <laughs> <laughs> I should have packed my own bag. <laughs> Man. This, this whole bag this is, whole is full bag. of corn. Cans, cans of corn. <laughs> what was she thinking? No wonder it was so heavy. This seems slightly passive aggressive. And I think it's gonna be a long, long time. Touchdown brings me round again to find. I'm not the man they think I am at home. like with uh space oddity it seems like something might be going wrong in this chorus i think it's going to be a long long time you you should know how long it is going to be 
You should have a plan right. for re-entry. Yeah, yeah. I looked it up. It would take, I mean, assuming, you know, through through modern technology, if we were to send someone to Mars, it would take 280 days right. to get there. That's a long, so long that time. Is, that's a long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a long time. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he, he might just be, like, thinking about, like, oh, God, another trip. Right. Another 280 days uh, until, until I touch down on the other side. Well, it's 280 Earth days. Well, he's an Earthling, presumably, so... It was going to be on Mars. Who would measure time by Earth? Uh, I guess Earth standards. And uh, you know, I'm not the man they think I am at home. What does that mean? I mean, just the fact that like he's <laughs> he's a what? You sound like a liter <laughs> like a like a literature teacher, guys. And guys, what do we think this means? Anyone? What's Anyone? uh What's the subject of this sentence? <laughs> Did anyone do the reading? Anyone at all. <laughs> all right, guys, then I'm just going to have to put on a pop quiz. Right. I guess pop quiz okay. now. I'll put on pop a movie quiz. and then we'll do a you pop You know what quiz. we're going to do? We're going to do a film strip. <laughs> you guys do the reading tonight. We'll, we'll just pick this up tomorrow. Yeah. And I'm going to flash lights on and off <laughs> until everyone stops talking. But anyway, I do think I'm not the man they think I am at home. I think it's that disconnect about how he feels out in space and how he's seen at home. Yeah. Whether it's. You yeah, know, I, he's he's a rocket man, but at home he has no rocket. That's true. He doesn't. If <laughs> that's right. his. That's his. Well, home. he does, but it's in the garage. <laughs> he's a rocketless man right, at home. Right. Right. Yeah, but there's no. Um, it, maybe he thinks that's what defines him. So when he's home, he he doesn't. He feels out of out of sorts. No, I think you could look at it actually two ways. I think it could be at home they think of him as this like super cool astronaut. This, this, we'll say, rock star astronaut. Right. When he doesn't feel like that, he's home. He's just like, he's just a regular guy. So it's, it's about, I, I think it's like what we were saying before. It's like about perceptions of the self versus outside perceptions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like, do they think, think that he's way cooler than he feels? Right. Or do they think that he's, he's just the guy at home? And he's like, no, I'm, I'm a, I'm a rocket man. Yeah, right. I'm a big deal. Like I'm, I, yeah. So it's like, it depends on how they see him at home, like, or out in the world. Do they see him as just a regular guy or do they see him as a big deal? And does he feel the opposite? Right. He's burning out his fuse. Uh, he's burning out his fuse. Wait, quick question. Yeah. Is this going to be on the test? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Or no, I'm going to keep you on your toes. Yeah. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know. You never know. That's why you got to do the reading from start to finish. <laughs> Guys, this is 30% of your grade. Okay. <laughs> So Rocket Man burning out his fuse up here alone. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you should be burning out your fuse, first of all, uh, if you're on your way to, to Mars. And, uh, I mean, how are you going to get back uh, if you're burning <laughs> out your fuse? He's just lighting firecrackers. I was going to say, yeah, this this doesn't seem like the most sophisticated. Uh, I, I, I would think I think a rocket should be a little bit more sophisticated. Just like, they, you know, NASA just lights a fuse. It's like, all right, run! Get away! Get away! Get away! Uh, um, oh, my God. Takes or off. just like, um, or just there's a fuse box in the rocket ship, and you just like have to unscrew and rescrew in the fuses, which is probably right. what it was back then. <laughs> it, can we talk about how crazy it is that we went to like the moon and stuff yeah. on no technology really whatsoever? The, the, yeah. the thing that <laughs> the thing that people who grew up in the '60s like to say all the time, which is in my hand, in this right. phone, I have more computing power. Then they had yeah. to go to the moon, to go to the moon. and you're playing yeah. be- bejeweled on it. <laughs> <laughs> and what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Snappy chatting 
and tweeting. First of all, <laughs> Bejeweled is awesome. So back off, Grandpa. And second of all, yeah, I mean, it's, well, you know, it's weird, though, because, like, how do I want to, I don't know how to state this, but, like, it actually isn't that hard to go to the moon, right? They right. just, they, 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 they made a rocket. They strapped a bunch of people into it and they just shot it off. Like, <laughs> right. the, the, well, I'm just saying, like, the computing power, like, the actual rocket didn't need computing powder. Right. Power, you know what I mean? Like, they just aimed it at the moon and fired it and, it and it went to the moon. And obviously, they had, like, you know, special suits to keep them compressed and have oxygen and sure. stuff. But beyond that, the actual computing was to, like, figure out, okay, we're here. The moon is here, but also. Both us and the moon are moving, right, so like, how right. do we, how do we right. get it to go to the right yeah. spot? You know, um, you got to get that moon to hold still. Yeah, I'm just saying it's funny. Like going to the moon, obviously, like you know, is, is super hard. I'm not like discounting the work, but like something like Alexa, actually, it's like takes way more computing power, right? right? Because like she has to like know all the world's information. Whereas like again, it's just like okay. Once we know where to send it, just line up the rocket and just fire it, <laughs> and like they'll land there, and then we just fire uh, it back again. We are like, gonna get so many emails really, okay, I'm, from NASA. I'm just, but my and from own, the other yeah. Tyson, who might oh, just ask us be, for jokes. He's gonna be so mad. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. These <laughs> guys, guys, look, guys, I have a tight five, uh, but I'm really looking to expand. Can you guys write me up? Uh, here's some topics. Pot pies. Why? That's all I wrote down. <laughs> is that a thing? Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Does that sound? Does that sound like something? Some some things that seem easy, like bejeweled, take way more computing power than something that is obviously was very difficult in other ways, but that doesn't take a lot of necessarily computing as power. much computing power. Yeah, I gotcha. If that, if that makes sense, like you know, again, like I don't think they had like onboard navigators. Bejeweled. But yeah, they didn't have bejeweled. Definitely. Yeah. I don't think the actual astronauts they didn't like fly the rocket right i mean i mean i know they, they had like kind of man- they but i mean i, I know they had to maneuver it but like i'm saying i knew they, they had to like maneuver just it light an actual fuse at the back of it okay. like when we were in guys, high school and we built model rockets that's not saying. how it works guys here's what i'm saying <laughs> astronauts suck uh <laughs> the moon landing blows no. dan went uh, dan, well, dan. Their, their first attempts their first attempts to get people on the moon they just had jackie gleason come to nasa <laughs> And just start punching people. <laughs> They're like, this guy seems to know a lot about going to the moon. Okay, write this down. First bang. Hold on. Second step, yeah. zoom. Third step should be to the moon. I don't know what's wrong with I, our calculations. I think we got it, guys. Wow. I don't. Guys, bang, zoom, and then to the moon? We don't have the computers for this. <laughs> That's going to take like seven punch cards. Who has that many punch cards? That's ridiculous. <laughs> Guys, I'm sorry. I know I'm like really crazy today. Jerry is driving me nuts. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, he didn't even pack. Nothing. Why pack? Why are you packing? Jackie is going to be here in 15 minutes, and he didn't even pack. <laughs> oh my god! Get packed and be ready to be punched. <laughs> that was the first 30 years of our space program. Yeah, yeah. Was just Jackie Gleason punching people. Mars ain't the kind of place to raise your kids. In fact, it's cold as hell And there's no one there to raise them If you did 
Mars is not a good place to raise kids. He's correct on that. Uh, it is very cold, but that is like maybe number 12 on the right. list of reasons why you shouldn't be raising kids on Mars. One is uh, there's no oxygen. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that seems more important than the fact that it's cold. Two, no water. Yeah, there's no water. Yeah. Uh, there's about half as much gravity. The soil is literally toxic. Uh, anything you would grow in there uh, would kill you. So, right, you know, right, also, right. it's a bit nippy right. outside. And so you're right thing. there, Elton. I mean, you're not thinking it through. Good point. Guess what else is cold as hell and not a place to raise your kids if you don't have any uh, structures or yeah. infrastructure? Like half of the world, half of Earth. You can't go to Antarctica and be like, well, I haven't built anything. Yeah, pretty but much everywhere. I'll bring the kids yeah, along. Yeah. I think when he says that line in the meeting at NASA, everyone's like, Wait, are we supposed to bring kids? I was bringing kids to work day, (laughs) and I've got a flight today, so my kids are coming to Mars. (laughs) Little Jerry is going to be really upset. I promised he could come to work with me today. Also, he says, uh, and there's no one there to raise them if you did. Yeah, you're supposed to raise your kids. What what are you talking about? Why are you also like, man, it's cold. No, no, it's a whole new industry. Space nanny. Space nanny, yeah. That's already a show on TLC. (laughs) Are your kids constantly struggling for survival? (laughs) Are they constantly complaining they can't breathe? This week Uh, on Space Nanny. And Space Nanny just says, bring a sweater. It's cold as hell. (laughs) This is is a good line. Uh, You know, all this science stuff, I don't understand. Because, yeah, if you're you're flying in a rocket ship to Mars, you don't need to know. What do you need to know? I mean, how is that going to help you? Um, As you fly... (laughs) In a pressurized tube <laughs> through the endless void of space to a, to another planet. I can't imagine where you would need to know uh, Again, I don't think Jerry is paying attention. I like to think that he gets all the training. He raises his hand and says, instructor, I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. All that went over yeah. my head. I have no <laughs> I idea what listening. you just said. If you didn't fit into that space. <laughs> um, well, I'll lie like, you, don't even, you don't even need, I think, formal training to understand the science, but right. like... Check out a YouTube video. Something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, read a Wikipedia page. Just get, like, a sure. general idea. Just kind of mm-hmm. skim it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just have, like, a general knowledge of, like, what's happening. <laughs> How are we getting know? to Mars today? Science. <laughs> uh, yeah. D- rock- <laughs> We're going to science this rocket. <laughs> rocket Man is the definition of failing up. He just gets yeah, yeah. into the rocket ship, and they're like, and start thrusters. And he goes, oh, my God. Oh, I have boy. no idea. I am in way over my head. <laughs> I- do not know what the, yeah. the what you just said. I now realize the mistake I made in bullying that nerd astronaut into doing my yep. homework. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, I did not think that they weren't going to check any of my references on my resume, but they really did no background checks for me. Let me just try to shove this can of corn into the <laughs> the machine here. No, it didn't uh, do anything. No. Maybe my kid can help me. Hey, Jerry Jr., start pressing buttons. I mean, I heard this podcast where this guy said that like it was pretty easy to fly a rocket, uh, and, it, and it didn't take a lot of computing power. Yeah. So I'm pretty confident this is going to be. He called fine. every astronaut I mean, a dumb was... dumb. You heard it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You you know because he was later murdered by Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> that um, guy. It was a big. It was a big national story. Yeah. Uh, and then and then Neil deGrasse Tyson did a solid one hour set about it. It was great. <laughs> I mean, it was great. It was on Netflix. Yeah. It was, a, it was, was an hour special, and I mean, he killed it. He <laughs> killed it. It was good stuff. Uh, and then he says- It's the best line. The whole Rocket Man thing, it's just my job five days a week. And again, also, the other two days, it's 
it's still his job because it takes 280 days <laughs> to get to Mars. So, but those two days, like he doesn't check his email. <laughs> right, it's like right. that's his that's his time for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just gonna stare off yep, into the yep. endless void of space and slip slowly into <laughs> yeah. madness. Or his navigation until Monday or at 9 a.m., Joe. And then <laughs> yeah. you can get. Then I'm back on the clock. But until then, yeah. Uh, I don't want to hear about <laughs> you know. Oh, the oxygen tanks are ruptured and they're depleting. It's, it's it can wait till Monday. Okay, we don't. I don't need to deal with this right now. How was uh, how was your weekend? It was yeah. that, it was cold. It was cold. Pretty cold. That Too cold to do anything. Light, I'm gonna cover. Up. We had a beautiful weekend, red sky on Saturday. So oh, yeah, my weekend was pretty similar to my week <laughs> in that I sat in a chair <laughs> flying through space to Mars. So it was pretty similar. It was pretty similar. I tried to read Ulysses. I didn't get very far into it. <laughs> right. I'll be honest about that. But I read a great article on Kanye West. Boy, what else did I do? The weekend just flew. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then he says again, I think it's going to be a long, long time. The touchdown brings me around to find I'm not the man they think I am at home. Oh, no, no, no. I'm a rocket man. And then he sort of falls into, again, the endless void of space. As he says, I think it's gonna be a long, long time, and it just sort of, that just sort of goes on for a while. As he, as you sort of imagine him, like, you know, now he's put on his spacesuit, he he's left the the ship, and he's just sort of floating, <laughs> floating <laughs> to his to his doom, just going. I think it's gonna be yeah. a long, <laughs> to nothingness. Long time. Uh, it's a long, long oh, outro man. is what it is. Boom. We got we got a regular Neil deGrasse Tyson over here with the jokes. <laughs> Any other last thoughts on Rocket Man? Just that if you don't start singing this song the moment it comes on, I don't know what to tell you about your life. You're doing yeah. something wrong. If you don't if you don't hit the note by pre-flight, then yeah. I don't know what to tell you. You're not living your best life. Yeah, yeah, it's such a good song. It's it's he's he's amazing. We'll talk about him more in the next in the next session section, but. Yeah, man, good. Yeah, I mean, just that chorus. Like, there's just, there's just a sensation you get when it's just perfect, right? And like, this is one of the ones where it's just like, you know, and I think it's gonna be a long, long time. You know, it just like you're just like, oh yeah, this is what this song is supposed to be, right? Like, this is just the perfect version of of whatever this is. Like, it's yeah. just it just goes down so smooth. Yep, like. Even if it was like the first time you hear it, you can almost like anticipate like, oh yeah, I can just feel like through like the natural, <laughs> I don't know what, mm-hmm. of like, you know, of 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 feeling and music. It just, it just, I just, I know where this is going. So. Yeah, it's perfectly yeah, done. It's, it's perfect. It's so. a great song. And and much to the the theme of the song, there there is such a timelessness about it. Like there, yeah. it yeah. is. It's from 1972. It. Could have been 1972. It could have been yesterday. It's no, that's the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could have been uh, yesterday. Yeah. It could have been Abbey Road. <laughs> could have been so beautiful. <laughs> um, that is Tiffany. <laughs> Michael. Aww. I know it's Tiffany. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, all right. We're going to take a quick break and we come back and we're talk about the history of this song, which is pretty interesting with Story Behind the Story. We'll be right back. Well, hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on Getting Real with John and Beth. 
I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late, and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make, and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well... I could make a run to the store, or I could make one of my new factor meals. <laughs> Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything factor meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash Pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain again with something every podcast listener and music junkie needs to hear. As I'm sure you can guess, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I also listen to a lot of music, so having high-quality headphones and earbuds are absolutely critical to my day. Oh, and I have numerous pairs. In fact, I have a junk drawer of used devices that have bitten the dust, so I've tried them all. Recently, I was sent a pair of earbuds by Raycon, and the first thing I noticed was the cost. Uh, Looks like their products are about half the price of other premium brands. Okay, that's cool. And the reviews seem pretty stellar. Okay, checks that box. So I got my Raycon Everyday Earbuds, a nice packaging to open, and what I immediately noticed were the pack of ear tips for sizing. Uh, I'll tell you, I have small ear canals. Uh, I know, a flaw. So to see choices for the best fit, uh, especially while exercising, (laughs) oh yeah. And yes, they were immediately comfortable. Sound quality was great too. Plus I have three EQ options that I love because I like more bass in my music and less in the podcasts. Eight hours of playtime for the battery is great as well. Surround sound, noise canceling, and awareness mode all included. I think I'm in business and I just realized I've had them in all day. Like I said, super comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com slash Pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash Pantheon. Welcome, travelers, to the mundane and the arcane a 5e D&D podcast. I'm Matt, the Dungeon Master, for our new campaign. Uh, I'm Deacon Bishop, and uh, I like to party. I'm Grognag Vegan Smith, and I have no idea what I'm doing. And I'm Zenko, and I cast Guiding Light. Come join our party as they explore the river town of Tristolin, fight threats like magical crabs, and rob stores such as Bards and Nobles. We release bi-weekly. Now everyone, I'd like you to roll initiative. All right, welcome back. It's time for story behind mm-hmm. the story. How did this story come to be? And I'll just say that my policy with big, famous stars who have long, storied careers and maybe perhaps have enough to, I don't know, fill up a feature-length movie <laughs> uh, about their life. Oh, wait, is this the song from the movie? Yeah. Oh, my God. This yeah. is the, that's oh, that right. guy? This is that guy? <laughs> oh, my God. That Elton John? 
Oh my god. I'm going to lightly skim over the, the actual facts of his life and focus mostly just on this song. Yeah. Uh, if that makes sense. Because obviously there's way too much to, to talk about. Right. Uh, in its real life. And, and you know, and then the, it's kind of more interesting to kind of do like a hyper focus on this one right. thing. And so, this is not our last Elton John song. So it's... No, Don't no, worry, no. everybody. You'll get more info about Elton John. If you were sitting at home panicking that this was the only Elton John song we were ever going to do, worry no, no more. There, there will be more. Oh, yeah. It's fine. Oh, yeah. So Rocket Man uh, is the name of the song, and it was released in March of 1972. It peaked at number six on the US Hot 100, uh, and it also hit number two on the UK Singles Chart. Ooh. Which both, both of those, those are like really good chart positions uh-huh yes you would think that the song would have been number one in the u.s and in the uk for like 20 years yeah it's true i'm surprised i'm surprised that it's not i'm surprised that it's not higher mm-hmm. although i will say this is sort of this is actually the start of elton john in terms of him being a big rock star yeah like this was kind of his first big hit um no so I, think wasn't, later, I thought your song was no, it is. You're you're not wrong, but I'm saying like, I think it's a thing where it's like people are like, oh, it would. People weren't quite yet like, oh, the new Elton John. Right. I'm right, excited right, right. for that. So like, I think that's kind of why I get stopped at number six. But it is, it is amazing how like you know there are songs that were like number one for four weeks that you have never heard. Right, of. right. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. this song that's like a classic that you hear constantly, like only hit number six. Like I don't know, it's weird. I mean, sometimes songs just have staying power yeah right um and and but they don't have that initial like you Push. know sort of grabby yeah. hooky thing where it just like it shoots to the top of the charts charts also used to be different we've talked about mm-hmm. yeah. many mm-hmm. times before so and that's that's um, one of the things that i always find fascinating about charts it's definitely a glimpse into that moment in time because there's so right. many factors that go into where a char- where a song or an album landed on any given chart yeah at any given time, but it's also not necessarily, it doesn't necessarily reflect the quality of the song, the, the, right. the longevity of the song. Yeah. So charts, while fascinating, are uh, definitely like, take it with a grain of salt kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, true. But yes, but I mean, but also in some ways it gives you a glimpse into, like you said, what was going on at the time. And in some yeah. ways, like, if a song was always at the exact chart position that you assumed it was at, it wouldn't be as interesting, right, right? Right. It's always amazing to be like, oh, this song only went to like number six, and this this song, <laughs> this crappy song hit number one. Right. That's crazy. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's just you know, again, uh, I don't really have a good explanation for it other than like I think, you know, I think Elder John was probably actually slightly ahead of his time. Like I probably this sort of song became more popular later or like the culture was sort of changing yeah. mm-hmm. so you know it was wasn't quite as big but i will also say this is a this is a bullet point for later but the album did hit number one on the album right chart. right so you know it, it was obviously very uh very popular uh but yeah hit number six uh peaked at number six um sir elton hercules john uh he was born reginald dwight on March twenty fifth, nineteen forty seven. How what a how baller do you have to be to not only change <laughs> oh, your yeah. first and last name, but to also give yourself a middle name of Hercules? <laughs> awesome of Hercules. That's so good. You're just like And let me no. tell you how yeah. baller he is. Uh he's got a sir in front oh, of yeah. it because he's he's a knight. He's not messing around. Um 
No, no, no. And he's he not. took on that name while wearing a, a sparkly Donald Duck costume. <laughs> yes. So yeah. that's right. This is not in the research here, but uh, I just know this for a fact that he also wore uh, glasses because he wanted to look like Buddy Holly, um, mm. who was popular at the time. Uh, and he wore just regular <laughs> prescription eyeglasses that he did not need uh, <laughs> for six months to look like Buddy Holly. And then when he took them off, he had completely screwed his eyes <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then needed them for real. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, Buddy Holly, who was popular at the time? Yeah, well, whenever he was wearing his glasses. When he was starting off? like when he's a kid. Oh, oh, I thought you meant yeah, in like yeah. 1972. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm saying like when he was like a kid in high school, he was like, I want to look like Buddy Holly. So he just wore, again, <laughs> didn't get like plain glass glasses, just wore someone else's yeah. prescription glasses and completely screwed up his eyesight by doing that. So That's pretty funny. Uh, be careful out there, kids. There's, um, just as a, as a side note, there uh, there's a song on the album that this song comes from called Hercules. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. On the uh on the um Hockey Chateau album. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the whole song is just wouldn't that be an awesome middle name? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Elton John uh has had a long time collaboration with lyricist Bernie Toppin, born Bernard John Toppin, uh on May twenty second, nineteen fifty. Not as fun a middle name. No. I would have changed it. But well, well yeah. John is actually Swedish for Hercules. Oh, yeah. Rocket Man appeared on the album Hunky Chateau, um, which was recorded at, and I'm going to get this, this wrong, but I'm going to try Chateau de Héroville in France in January of 1972. No way that's correct. Nope. But I love it. <laughs> According to Wikipedia, uh-huh. because it was recorded at Chateau de Héroville. Uh, <laughs> The album title, Hunky Chateau, is a joke. I don't get it, uh, but apparently that's a joke um, based on the name of the place in France where they recorded it. So if anybody speaks French. Yeah. Please tell us why that is a joke. Tell, tell us why that's funny. Uh, and then sell it to uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Okay. <laughs> it's also a great album. Well, I mean, so many of his albums are great. But I was oh, yeah. going to say, yeah, he doesn't have a lot of uh, duds, does he? No. Uh, he has uh, zero duds. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously some are better than others, but he's also a guy that, like, his album tracks are also really good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mona Lisa's yeah. and Mad Hatter's is on that album. Yeah. Which is a great song. <gasps> oh, my God. That is my favorite. Uh, that's my favorite Elton John song. Wow. All right. Fair enough. I, there, I've said it. This album uh, was the start of an amazing stretch of success, of sustained success for Elton John. Uh, this album hit number one in the U.S., and it was the first of seven consecutive number one albums Wow, for Elton John. Jesus. So, insane. Lyricist Bernie Toppin said that the opening line came to him as he drove to his parents' house one night, and when he reached uh, their house, he jumped out of the car shouting, no one talk to me until I write this down. That's awesome. <laughs> but he, he, he said he, he saw like a shooting star or something, and the line, she packed my bag last night pre-flight, zero hour, 9 a.m., just popped into his head. And he's like, I know that's a great opening line for a song. And I'm going to say it. He was right. No, he was yeah. very right. Uh, the lyrics were also inspired by the song Rocket Man by the band Pearls Before Swine. My father was a rocket man. He loved the world beyond the world, the sky beyond the sky. And on my mother's face, as lonely as the world in Space, I could read the silent cry. Which itself 
was inspired by the short story The Rocket Man by Ray Bradbury, which appears in The Illustrated Man. Ooh. And here is, according to Wikipedia, here's the synopsis of the story The Rocket Man. In the future, for his job, an astronaut goes into space for three months at a time, returning to Earth only for three consecutive days to visit his wife and son, Doug. The story is from Doug's perspective, who wants to grow up to be a rocket man like his dad. His father's work schedule has ruined his relationship with his wife, and so the father urges Doug not to follow in his footsteps. The father takes off into space, vowing that the next trip will be his last, but dies when his rocket falls into the sun. The wife and... The wife and son avoid the son out of grief and become nocturnal. Oh. The end. Uh, Ray Bradbury. Come on, Ray Bradbury. Come on, Ray Bradbury. Man, oh, man. So John and Toppin, they met when they both answered a magazine ad placed by Liberty Records looking for songwriters. Uh, The ad was placed in New Musical Express. Do you guys know about New Musical Express? No. Okay. No, just the old Musical Express. (laughs) <laughs> is a famous slash infamous British music magazine. Sort of like their version of Rolling Stone, except that it was like super hyperbolic. So basically like every other week, Mu- New Music Express would be like, guys, this new music scene, it's the best thing ever. It's changing <laughs> England. Like it's, it'll be around for a million years. It's the best thing. And then like two weeks later, they'd be like, forget that old thing. This new <laughs> thing is the best thing ever. It was just like, they were always like, everything's great. Like they were the first people on punk and they were just like, you know, they were always like super like this music is like changing the world. It's, you know, and then the next week they'd be like, forget <laughs> that thing. This new thing is great. Um, but it's quite it was we're past uh, that old thing. Here's the new thing. Yeah. Yeah. I bought a bunch of I, I've bought uh, some random old issues over the years and read them. And they are quite fascinating. That's amazing uh, to read. So there was it was uh, an ad placed by Liberty Records. Both uh, Elton John and Bernie Toppin applied. Neither one of them passed the audition, so great job there, Liberty Records. Uh, (laughs) Really know how to spot a winner. But here's the amazing thing. So during the audition, Elton John told the man at the audition that he couldn't write lyrics. So the man grabbed a random envelope from the pile of people who submitted (gasps) lyrics and handed it to John. The envelope was from Bernie Toppin. That is- That's insane. So that's how they got together. That is insane. I I mean, mean, it just just goes to show you- Right, like, I mean, what if, like, what if that didn't happen? What if Elton John wrote like beautiful songs with terrible lyrics and like <laughs> yeah. never had a hit? Just because, what if the guy like reached two envelopes down and pulled out a different one? Yeah, like the world could be completely different. It's they just are, nuts. Yeah. They are one of the most famous songwriting duos ever, yeah, yeah. most successful ever, and it was by chance. It was literally like chance. a lottery where he just right. pulled a name out of a hat. <laughs> It is unbelievable. And Liberty Crazy. Records thought both of them were crap. Yeah, they were like, these guys suck. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. All right, Get take Toppin. We don't care. <laughs> we're not using them. We're the world famous Liberty Records. Everyone's heard of us. <laughs> no one will ever hear of you. Uh, oh, what is it? Hercules? Um, okay. So uh, the producer for Rocket Man was Gus Dudgeon, who was also the producer on David Bowie's Space Oddity. So. Oh. So he has uh, has a preferred genre. He sure does. So William Shatner did an infamous uh, infamous spoken word version during the Science Fiction Film Awards in 1978. You could call it infamous. Some would call it superior. (laughs) If there was any way to top the original. It was ranked at number 17 in the book, What Were They Thinking? The 100 (laughs) Dumbest Events in Television History. Uh, That sounds right. If you haven't seen it, you should definitely look it up. 
pretty, pretty fantastic. And I think it's going to be a long, long time. The touchdown brings me back again to find I'm not the man they think I am back home. Oh, no, no, no. I'm a rocket man. Rocket man. I don't understand William Shatner. <laughs> Where you're just like, I I get that you're trying to do something. I just don't know what it is. And the thing that sucks is one out of every three times I listen to this song, <laughs> that version gets stuck in my head. Rock it, man. <laughs> I'm a rocket man. man. Uh, Burning out my fuse up here. Alone. Alone. <laughs> <laughs> I will never forgive him for this. Rocket Man was listed on Rolling Stone's list of 500 greatest songs of all time at number 245. Almost smack dab so, in the middle. Yeah. Top half, though. Not Good bad. for them. And both Elton John and Bernie Toppin are alive and well. Elton John is currently in the middle of a three-year retirement tour, which will end in December 2020 when he is 73 years old. Have you ever seen him live, Dan? Yeah, no. I'm sure it's unbelievable. He's great. But, yeah, I'm sure. He's, I've he's not great. seen many many live concerts that's my, my weird as much of a music fan as i am i have i have not seen i've probably seen maybe 30 concerts in my whole life so i didn't mean to call uh, you out on that dan <laughs> yeah no this is my secret chain well yeah, if I'm anybody's really, got free tickets to some rough. big shows <laughs> give them to dan but yeah no i've never i've never seen it. i'm sure it's amazing though he's so. great he i mean it's yeah. it's i mean he's elton john i mean yeah, what can you right. say about him he's elton john yeah he's I, I, I mean, the man is the man is like Michael said. The man's a genius, and yeah. he's given us so many songs. But also, I mean, you think about not only his songs, but the songs he wrote for Disney, which are you know now have sort of become what Disney songs are. You know, I mean, he's anyway, and not I, just him. Bernie Taupin too, as a yeah, exactly. as a lyricist, is a genius as well. Yes, definitely. They're just, I mean. I don't know. I can't say enough about them because right, so they're phenomenal. I hadn't written it down, but I looked up on Wikipedia. Okay, here's the songs that Bernie Toppin has written lyrics to for for uh, for Elton John. So Almost all of them, right? Well, <laughs> Rocket Man, Levon, Crocodile Rock, Honky Cat, Tiny Dancer, Candle in the Wind, both versions. Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting, Benny and the Jets, Goodbye Yellowbrick Road, Mona, Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatters, Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me, The Bitch is Back, Daniel, Your Song, I'm still standing. I guess that's why they call it the blues. Sad songs oh, and Nikita. Oh my gosh! And those and those are just the hits. I'm sure. Yeah. Those are just the ones. Oh yeah. I think he's lists. written far more. So I mean, yeah, I'm sure they've written many together. So uh, there's, so, I mean, there's just so many songs of his. I have to say, Mona Lisa and Mad Hatter is one of my favorite songs of Elton John. But also, Levon. Oh mm-hmm. Lord, that song is good. I mean, I'll just throw out a a very good album track is "Burn Down the Mission." Ooh. Um that to, to definitely look that one up that's one of my favorite songs it yeah. is i mean and also just because like it's not one that you hear all the time yeah, yeah so you know i'm not like burned out on it but that's that's a fantastic song Oof. um so yeah great dan i know you said that you haven't been to a lot of concerts so i do have an extra ticket to the william shatner concert <laughs> oh good yeah, yeah. if you want to go uh, yeah i definitely definitely want to see that he opens yeah. and closes with rocket man and there's uh-huh. nothing in between. That's like two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's amazing. 
That I would mean, be so good. <laughs> <laughs> it's Rocket Man, intermission, Rocket Man, and then it's like 1130 and you got to get out of there. <laughs> well, closing did, down. Didn't he? I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole, but he did another one too, didn't he? Do like I think a, so, yeah. A Dylan song or something in the same style? Oh, um, God, probably. Yeah. That might have actually been Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there just comes a point where yeah, dylan yeah, yeah. turns into shatner so it's difficult to figure out right, right, right. um yeah, yeah. but related to the song the one of the biggest tragedies uh i think in not just rock and roll history music history that elton john bernie taupin wrote this amazing song and like we're literally never heard from again they just <laughs> didn't do anything i feel like if Nothing. they really like put in a little more effort they could have kind of done something with this music career yeah sure. i mean so it's too bad once they didn't hit with liberty records it really went downhill for them <laughs> they were like forget it liberty records like, just ruined their well, careers i mean they, something as great as liberty <laughs> records won't take us they didn't the next, uh, yeah they, they certainly did not write uh classic after classic and that's just too no. bad no new musical express said no way <laughs> on to the next thing <laughs> Oh man! Uh, Have you yeah, heard about Shatner? A... <laughs> they were just a blip. We take a quick break. When we come back, we're talking about uh, the lesson we learned from this song. With lessons learned, American Criminal is a new true crime podcast from the studio behind American Scandal and American History Tellers. Every week, you'll fall deeper into the riveting stories of the country's most clever, craven, and cruel criminals: fraud, theft, murder, and worse. Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the whole story until now. The debut season tackles one of the most sensational cases of the 20th century, the Menendez murders. In 1989, young Lyle and Eric Menendez brutally shot their own parents. Prosecutors and the press said it was a multi-million dollar inheritance that led two greedy rich kids to murder. But the picture-perfect facade this Hollywood family built hid troubling abuse. Could these teenagers have been driven to kill? Or was it even in self-defense? Listen now. Go to AmericanCriminal.com or search for and follow American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. We want to be friends with you. So like us on Facebook for all kinds of fun story song stuff. You and the Story Song Podcast. It's the start of a beautiful friendship. All right, we're back. It's time for lessons learned. Before we do that, though, mm-hmm. I want to thank Emily. Oh, once thank again you, for, Emily. For yes, her, thank you. Uh, for awesome suggestion. If you would be so interested, and you should be, uh, you should listen to her podcast, which again is called The Story Behind. Uh, a lot of fascinating information about uh, everyday objects. Yeah, it just takes one everyday object, just goes through the whole story of it. There's always a fascinating story behind everything. Sort of, you know, uh, kind of a, a distant cousin to what we do. Yeah, right? I think we so. take one, one song and we kind of, you know, go through the, the history of music. At least I like to think so. Just kind of with a sort of a hyper focus and sort of expanding out to the larger world and kind of seeing like where all these pieces sort of fit together. And, you know, every object that's in your house has some like crazy long story behind it. So yeah. uh, it's always good stuff. Uh, so subscribe to the story behind and, um, you can find Emily, uh, on Twitter at, at story behind pod. Facebook is at story behind pod. 
Uh, Instagram is story behind pod and the email is the story behind pod at gmail.com. So uh, mm-hmm. definitely check that out. And thanks again, Emily. We really appreciate Thank it. Okay. You. Thank you. It's time for lessons learned. Um, I will go first. Great. And just say that my, what I learned from this song mm-hmm. is you're going to want to go to, you know, you're going to want to work hard in high school. Mm-hmm. You're going to want to, Work hard on your SATs. You want to go to a good college. You want to learn as much as you can. Get that degree in your hand. Yeah. Right? Because, you know, because when you're a kid, you know, you want to hang out with your friends. You want to drink. You want to have some fun. No. Put in the work on your studies. Learn. Get your degree. You know, major in, like, science or something. Because if you don't, when you are older, in your 30s, going into your 40s, you will be stuck with some stupid, <laughs> boring job like astronaut, right? Yeah. And who wants that? Who wants it? Ugh. You got to know your science, or you're gonna get stuck being an astronaut, guys. I mean, re- you're gonna spend going off, flying off into space. No kid ever dreams of being an astronaut. Yeah, exactly. So work really hard so you can have a good job, like you know, actuary. I don't know, accountant, account, yeah, actuary, accountant. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Not something. By the way, in the future, every job has to start with A. Yeah. So you're going to be an astronaut. You're going to be an accountant. You're going to be an actuary. Uh, Army man. So yeah. You know. Yeah. So don't get stuck in a dead end job like astronaut. Exactly. That's what is the point I'm trying to get to. Rachel, what do you got? I'm going to say this. You know, you say you can't raise your kids on Mars, but as long mm. as you bring a space au pair with you, there's <laughs> going to be somebody there to raise them. And uh, yeah. you just see how it goes. Is You right. know, it's fine. I mean, the it's real... The thing you got to check out is what are the schools on Mars? What are the schools yeah. like? And that's like that's the most important thing, yes. guys. That's the thing you never think about when you're looking for for yeah. for real estate on another planet that doesn't have oxygen. <laughs> yeah, um, you got to see what are the schools. Yeah. You got to see what surrounds you. You may think right. that that um, endless void looks nice, <laughs> but at the same time, does it have a good preschool? That goes into a good elementary school, that goes into a good middle school to high school. Because if you don't have right. that trajectory, that's the thing. I yeah. mean, really, you're just on a dust-filled planet with no sure. oxygen or water to drink. Right. If Total right. Recall is told us anything, it's that... Get ready for a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, Michael, exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, Michael. Michael. <laughs> uh, what did you learn? I learned, stop complaining about your commute. <laughs> Everybody's got a bad commute. Um, but you know what? Like, it, whether it's on a train, whether you're driving, everyone's got a bad commute. But some people travel to and from Mars five days a week. Right. I mean, they right. get the weekends off, but five days a week they're traveling to and from Mars. Mm-hmm. And you know what? If you're traveling to and from Mars, it doesn't matter when you leave. There's no traffic. It's just a right. long trip. Yeah. So it's always going to be a long, long time. Yeah, it's right. it's almost as long as when you drive through Pennsylvania on 81 and it's, it's the same thing <laughs> yeah. over and over again. Yeah, it's almost it feels almost that long, but nothing is quite as long as the commute as the drive through Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is that is going to be a long, <laughs> you know, long time. That is definitely going to be a long, long time. This song is actually forget it. This song is not about space. This song <laughs> is about going from one end of Pennsylvania to the other end of Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. That's that's the metaphor. That's <laughs> yep. where the corn comes um, from. See? Right. All yeah, the cornfields. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean if you're, you know, if you're commuting to Mars, just download 1256 podcasts <laughs> and you're <laughs> fine. <laughs> yep, exactly, exactly. You're you're going to want to bring a car charger though because 
<laughs> yeah. Your phone's battery is not going to last. Hey, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, mm-hmm. all the socials. Uh, please remember to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if you can. Uh, come back next episode uh, for another great story song. Um, and, uh, yeah, we really appreciate all you guys listening, so thank you. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. We'll be back next episode. Thanks for listening. Guys, I'm a rock man. <laughs> Bye. 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 Our theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. You can follow him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Find them at purple-planet.com. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. For even more great stuff from the Story Song Podcast, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, and on Instagram at Story Song Podcast. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back next time with another great story song. Thanks for listening. Step into Christmas. <laughs> You're just saying random Elton John songs. No, these are all the songs that Bernie Taupin wrote. Okay. Yeah, I know. Mike, I read like 50 of them on the show. <laughs> We know. We, we know. We nobody ever denied Bernie Toppin's genius. I thought you missed some of them. I was watching TV. <laughs> Forge audio. Dream it. Build it. Share it. What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family. The money. Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom and dad. My mom and my dad. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, the Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.